For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Testimony of Yeshua. This is part seven of the series. We have the story of the rich young ruler. So we have this account in Matthew chapter 19, beginning in verse 16. When one came to Yeshua and said, Good master, what shall I do that I might receive eternal life? Christians often interpret this, what I have to do to get saved. So what do you have to do to have the best of life in Yeshua? Well, you have to come out of Egypt. You have to be saved by grace through faith. And then after you're saved by grace through faith, you must receive his Torah written upon your heart by his spirit. And you must endeavor to live your lifestyle following his Torah. So Yeshua said to the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 19, verse 17, that if you want to enter into life, if, if you want the best of life that I have to offer, the process begins by keeping the commandments. And he said, which one? And Yeshua said, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness. So these are commandments about how you treat other people. This is mishpatim. And honor your father and mother, love your neighbors yourself. So the way you have and can have the best of life that Yeshua offers, the process is keeping his mishpatim and treating other people properly. That is the most important, is how we treat other people, because Yeshua chastised the Pharisees for neglecting the weightier issues of the Torah, Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. And he rebuked the Pharisees and said unto them at the end of Matthew 23, 23, you've omitted the weightier issues of the Torah, which is judgment, mishpat, mercy, and faith, trust in the God of Israel. So the rich young ruler says to Yeshua, I've done these things. I've treated other people properly. Is there anything I lack to have the best of life that you have to offer? And Yeshua says, if you are to be perfect. Now, this is the Hebrew word tamim. Tamim means to be spiritually mature. And here in the Greek, it's the Greek Strong's number 5046. And if we look up the Greek Strong's number 5046, we can see that... It is going to be the Greek word teleos. And teleos, if you do a study on that, means spiritually mature. He says, if you want to be spiritually mature, go and sell that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. In other words, if you want the best of life 
that I have to offer, it starts by treating other people properly. And if you love other people, you're showing your love to God. And then you must make a full and total commitment to God and to his kingdom and his purposes and his ways. In other words, you must seek to do his will. And you must make God's kingdom first and foremost in your life in pursuing it. And so that's why Yeshua said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek that first, and all these things will be added unto you. And so the rich young ruler had things that prevented from him making a full and total and complete commitment to Yeshua, to his kingdom, and to his ways. And then we can see, ultimately, that this is what Yeshua was teaching about, because in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27, Peter said, we have forsaken all. So that which the rich young ruler wasn't willing to do, forsake all for the kingdom. Peter said, we have forsaken all for the kingdom. What therefore to us? And Yeshua said, verily I say, that which have followed me, or have forsaken all to follow him, in the regeneration, when the Son of Man will sit on the throne of his glory, you shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. In other words, you're going to rule and reign with Yeshua. In the resurrection of the dead, when you receive your glorified body, you're going to have the highest place in the kingdom. You're going to be able to rule and reign with Yeshua. And also, we can see that eternal life, life, Zoe, refers to the best that life has to offer. And not just getting saved, because we are told... In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Yeshua taught, Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go therein, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads to life. So this word life is Zoe. And so narrow is the way that leads to the best of life that Yeshua has to offer. Well, that word in Greek that's translated as narrow is the Greek word thlebo, and every other occurrence in the New Testament, the word thlebo is translated as trials, afflictions, persecutions. This verse is the only verse in the New Testament where thlebo is translated as narrow. So what it really says in the Greek, to suffer trials, tribulations, and persecutions is the way that leads to the best of life that Yeshua has to offer. Therefore, if you find it, because trials, tribulations, and persecutions are not pleasant to the flesh, and we want to run away from trials, tribulations, and persecutions rather than trusting in God, that's faith, and exemplifying the fruit of the spirit of long-suffering through the trials and tribulations and persecutions. Because we see this personified with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. That in the wilderness, once they received the Torah at Mount Sinai, what happened to the children of Israel in the wilderness? They went through trials, tribulations, and persecutions. And this is something that their flesh did not like. That's why in one occurrence of the trial, tribulation, and persecution in the wilderness, that the children of Israel had the idea they wanted to go back to Egypt. But we're told in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verses 2 and 3, 
the purpose of the trials and tribulations and persecutions in the wilderness. And it says, And you will remember all the way which the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, to prove you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and he suffered you to hunger. That's trials, tribulations, and persecutions. And fed you with manna. He still showed you who he is and he still showed you his supernatural provision while you went through trials, tribulations, and persecutions. So he fed you with manna, which you didn't know, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man does not live by bread alone, that is physical bread, that is he doesn't live through the things of this physical world and trusting and leaning upon the things in this physical world, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. Every word, that means we live by Yeshua's Torah, by his instructions, by his Ten Commandments, by his Hokim and Mishpatim. We live our lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the God of Israel, that if we will endeavor to do that with the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, then we can trust in him, have long suffering, goes through trials, tribulations, and persecutions, and then we can inherit this eternal life, the best of life that Yeshua has to offer, which is personified in the promised land. It's personified in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem in Hebrew means the Lord sees peace and it's personified by Yeshua being king of your life and allowing him to rule and reign over you. King David was a prophetic picture of Yeshua who ruled over all 12 tribes of Yeshua ruling over his people from Jerusalem after he brought them out of Egypt and they made it through the trials, tribulations and persecutions and they're ruling and reigning with him in the promised land because they overcame the trials and tribulations and persecutions in the wilderness. And so thus we see the spiritual picture of inheriting eternal life. So I'm explaining all this to show you that the question that God asked in Luke chapter 10 verse 25 is not, what do I have to do to get saved and get into heaven? What do I have to do to receive and inherit the best of life that the Torah or Yeshua offers to his people? And so in order to receive this best of life, after you've been saved by grace through faith, after you put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, you got to receive his Torah into your heart and your life, be led by his spirit and live it out by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. So Yeshua said, if we will do this, this do and live. Luke chapter 10, verse 28. He said to him, you have answered right, do and live. So when Yeshua said, do and live, he was making a hint. He was making a reference to Leviticus chapter 18, verse 5. And making the hint or the reference to Leviticus chapter 18, verse 5, Yeshua then is making the association, the parallel of loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength with do, and associating love your neighbors yourself with live. So how is do and live defined in Leviticus chapter 18 verse 5? Well, the verse says, You shall keep my statutes, hokim, and my judgments, mishpatim, which if a man do, he will live. So Yeshua answered the question, What 
do I have to do to receive eternal life? When he asked the questioner, what does the Torah say? When the questioner said, you ought to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor is yourself, Yeshua said, correct, do and live. Do and live is a reference to Leviticus 18 verse 5. Do and live is keeping the hokim, do, and the mishpatim, live. So do and live is a reference to keeping the hokim and mishpatim. So the hokim commandments are going to be associated with loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The mishpatim commandments, how you treat other people, is going to be associated with how you love your neighbor as yourself. So given that I've just established for you the association, the connection of loving God as keeping the hokim, in other words, commandments that are decrees from him that he said that you are to do, commandments that are to be followed because he said it that may not and probably don't make logical sense to human logic and reasoning in contrast to mishpatim commandments that are commandments about how you treat other people that are logical because people want to be treated with honor and respect they want to be treated nice and they want people to to say and do nice things to them and for them. Given that I've established for you this definition and this association, I'm not going to be contradicting that when I read you now these verses from Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 1 which says, "You shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, keep his Hokim and Mishpatim in his commandments always. So there in Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 1, loving the Lord your God is defined as keeping his Hokim and Mishpatim. Now Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 16 it says, in that I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his Hokim and Mishpatim. So how is it that I've been trying to elaborately define and show and share with you the parallel connection that Yeshua made that loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength is associated with the do in Leviticus 18 verse 5, which is hokim, which is decrees and commandments given by the one in authority that you're to do just because he has the authority to make the decrees versus loving your neighbors yourself, which is live in Leviticus 18 verse 5, which is how you treat other people. If I've made that connection, how is it that we just read that loving God is defined as keeping both the Hokim and the Mishpatim? And the answer comes from 1 John chapter 4 verses 20 and 21, where it reads, if a man says that I love God, what are the commandments? that show you love God, they're hokim. So if you do the hokim commandments, which we haven't detailed for you yet what they are, we're still establishing the principle and the teaching and the associated relationship and meanings. So if a man says he loves God, follows the hokim, but hates his brother, in other words, he does not do the mishpatim, he's a liar. For he that doesn't love his brother, which keeps mishpatim commandments, if you don't treat other people properly, whom you see, how can you love God, which is Hokim, who you've not seen? 
because 1 John chapter 4, verse 21, this is the commandment that we have from him, that he who loves God keeps the Hokim commandments that he tells us regarding himself, loves his brother also. In other words, keeps the commandments regarding how you treat other people properly. So that's why loving God is keeping both the Hokim and Mishpatim Because if you only keep the commandments that are associated with loving God, but don't love your neighbor, then you really aren't loving God because to love God is to love your neighbor. But yet in the categorization of the commandments, loving God is linked with the decrees that he gives us regarding what we're supposed to do to show our love for him. And those decrees are hokim as well as loving your neighbors yourself, which are the category of Mishpatim commandments. So now let's see that Mishpatim commandments are associated and linked with how we treat other people, how we love our neighbors ourselves. So in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 18, it says, He that executes judgment, mishpat, of the fatherless and widow and loves the stranger and giving him food and raiment. So what is this? This is how you treat other people. And so what's regarded as treating other people properly? Mishpatim. Now we got Ezekiel chapter 18. We're going to begin reading in verse 5. And we're going to read through verse 8. So Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 5. If a man be just and does that which is lawful and right. Lawful is the Strong's number 4941. It's the Hebrew word mishpatim, which is translated in these other verses as judgment. So if a man does the mishpatim, which are commandments regarding how we treat other people, what would you do? Now we read Ezekiel 18, verse 7. He has not oppressed any. He's restored to the debtor his pledge. He's spoiled none by violence. He's given his bread to the hungry, and he's covered the naked with a garment. He that has not given forth unto usury, which is interest, neither has he taken any increase that has withdrawn his hand from iniquity. He has executed true judgment, true mishpatim between man and man. So we can see here from these verses that mishpatim commandments are how we treat other people properly, commandments between man and man. We can also see this in Zechariah chapter 7 verse 9. Thus speaks the Lord of hosts saying, execute true mishpatim and show mercy and compassion every man to his brother. So Mishpatim is showing mercy and compassion every man to his brother. How we treat other people. This is why Paul said in Romans chapter 13 verse 9. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not covet. So these are commandments of the Ten Commandments regarding how we properly treat other people. Which are summarized in the commandment of Leviticus 19.18, that we love our neighbor as ourself. So Paul was trying to show how the Ten Commandments and the commandments that are regarded as Mishpatim is linked with loving your neighbor as yourself. Now I'm going to show you how keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim is associated with inheritance and receiving life. In Hebrew, chai, the best of life 
that is offered by the God of Israel. And so now we're going to see in the Torah where the person who asked Yeshua, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Where in the Torah is found his answer that inheriting eternal life is loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and keeping his hokim and mishpatim. So we see this from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 5. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the hokim and the mishpatim, which I teach you, to do them that you may live. See, keep the hokim and mishpatim, do and live. So if I'm going to translate this into Greek, keep the hokim and mishpatim to do that you might have life, that you might have zoe. So do them that you may live, that you may go in and possess, and the Hebrew word can be translated as inherit, possess and inherit, same thing, that you possess the land. So what do you got to do to possess the land and live? Possess the land and live? Keep the hokim and mishpatim. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 5. Behold, I teach you hokim and mishpatim, even as the Lord my God commanded me that you would do so in the land to possess it. Keep the hokim and mishpatim to inherit the land that you might do. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 1. Now these are the commandments, the hokim and the mishpatim, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land where you go to possess or inherit. Keep the hokim and mishpatim that you might inherit the land, do them that you might have life. We can see this in Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 1. These are the statutes and judgments, the hokim and mishpatim, which you shall observe to do in the land that you might do them which the Lord God of your fathers gives you to possess or inherit that all the days that you might live, chai in Hebrew, zoe in Greek, upon the earth. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 16, and that I command you this day to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his hokim and mishpatim, that you might live, chai in Hebrew, zoe, in Greek, and that the Lord your God might bless you in the land where you go to possess or inherit. So these verses are saying in order to inherit life, that you keep the Hokim and Mishpatim. So you keep the Hokim and Mishpatim, the commandments given at Mount Sinai, and these were given to the children of Israel after they were already saved by grace through faith. So it's a prophetic picture for us that in Messiah, after we're saved by grace through faith, we do what Yeshua said in John 14, verse 15. We love him and keep his commandments. We show our love by keeping the Hokim and Mishpatim. If we keep the Hokim and Mishpatim, we will inherit eternal life. We will have the best that is offered for us in Yeshua's kingdom. And what is that best thing that he offers? To be his bride and to live forever and dwell with him in the new Jerusalem. That's the best that he has to offer us. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 24. But I've said unto you, you shall inherit their land, and I will give it to you to possess a land that flows with milk and honey. So here in this verse, we can see in the King James that the Hebrew word that got translated as possess, that you may possess the land, is the same Hebrew word that gets translated as inherit the land. So possess and inherit is the same thing. It's the Strong's number 3423. Well, that's going to conclude part 7 of the series on the subject, The Testimony of Yeshua.
Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.